The following audio content is a talk given at The Inn, a college ministry of University Presbyterian Church in Seattle, Washington. For more information, please visit our website at www.upc.org forward slash university. Hello. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm Brian Peter Meyer. I'm an old intern, um, and uh, they asked me to come speak at the uh, Summer Inn, and so couldn't pass that up. Uh, you guys might be thinking there might be something different about me, and it's true. I'm using the cool mic. I usually use that little one that just sits here, but Jeff offered the opportunity for me to use the cool, like, hip-hop one, you know? It's like, it stays in place, so I was pretty excited about it. So. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited you guys are here and uh, taking your Tuesday night to uh, pursue God and worship. And uh, I want you guys to know, if you guys are new, this is the Summer Inn, and on, uh, I think it's the 28th of Tuesday, of Tuesday, uh, Tuesday 28th, we'll be here um, for the first kind of real end of the school year, and uh, these little dividers will not be there, and uh, so it'll be big, fun, and exciting, so I encourage you guys to come out, it's at 9 o'clock, um, and again, next week is at 9 also, from then on out, so just a heads up. Um, well, I got asked to speak, and I was like, yeah, I'd love to do that, um, but uh, I don't watch movies. And if you guys have been coming here, uh, they've been doing like a series on movies. And it's not that I don't watch movies, but I watch like two a year. And it's when I can go with my family on uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas for free. And uh, like when I can go with like a cheap free movie with my dad during the summer or something. So it's kind of like, that's probably not the best idea for me to speak about a movie. Um, so I was kind of like, well, what could I talk about? Like, you know, I was just trying to think of things. And I was kind of like, okay, what's, what's God been doing in my life right now? And I was kind of looking back, and I was like, well, God's been pretty faithful. And uh, so I was like, maybe I could talk about that. And it's something that uh, I'm passionate about because God's really come through for me. And uh, he's, he's shown his faithfulness. And so um, I wanted to share it with you guys. Uh, so to get uh, started with kind of my story the last three months or so, um, I finished the internship with the Inn uh, on... Uh, last June, so a few months ago, and I really had no idea what I was going to do. I was kind of like, okay, well, I love doing college ministry. I love working with students like you guys, like yourselves, and uh, I want to keep doing that, but how do I do that? How do I get money to do that? Because that's important, too. Um, and uh, so I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know where I was going to live. I love Seattle, but I didn't know if I was supposed to go back to my home in Portland or what. And uh, towards the end of the school year, uh, I actually lived with uh, this family, the Bernards. Uh, they are, I was given them uh, through the church and internship. You get a host family. And I was blessed beyond belief to get the Nard Dogs um, to live with. They've got two little kids, 10-year-old Connie, a.k.a. Bisky, who some of you guys have heard of. Bisky can break dance. And uh, 13, 13-year-old Jimmy. And uh, so they're awesome. And they asked me to live with them another year. And I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. Like, I love living with, with uh, their family. They've, like, taken me in as their own. And I totally feel loved, and it's been really cool. But at the same time, like, I just, you know, I'm, I'm 24 now. And I was like, I want to live with, like, some friends, you know. But uh, I was like, you know, I, I, I was honest with them. I was like, you know what, I'll live with you. But as soon as I'm financially able to move out, I'm probably going to move out. Because um, I got a lot of friends in the area, and it'd be fun to live with them. And as the summer went on, I was kind of like, 
that would be really dumb to move out. Like, I have a free place to live, free food, okay? And it's good, and it's free, and there's usually a lot of it. So I'm like, why would I turn that down? Uh, so I was like, no, I, I've got to, I'm going to stay with them. And, and I looked at it, I was like, God really put them in my life. They gave me a chance to stay. Otherwise, I would have gone home to Portland and lived with my family, which would have been awesome. Uh, so I was like, okay, God gave me a place to stay in Seattle. What's next? And all summer, I, was, I went to Young, Life, Young Life's uh, Washington Family Ranch and served as a head leader. And the whole time I was there, I was like, okay, what? I went, I went, I'm going to go in there, and as I, at that time, I'm going to come out, and I'm going to know exactly what God wants me to do. And I was really excited about it. I was just like, God's going to speak to me, and I'm going to be so, like, just, like, on my knees listening all the time. And uh, it was going to be so clear that God's going to show me the way. And I came out, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> I didn't get any of that. Uh, so um, I was kind of, like, I was kind of bummed. So I came back. I started applying for jobs, a bunch of valet jobs, because I did that for one summer, so I thought I was like a pro. Um, and different random jobs. Uh, I didn't get called back once, okay? Actually, I lied. I got called back once, and it was for a part-time uh, graveyard shift at a valet, like, at a hotel. Two nights a week from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. That, and I was like, yeah! I got a call back. That's sweet. That's what, that's what kind of looks I was getting. And, uh, but I was excited about it. I was so desperate for a job. Okay. I applied at Lululemon. <laughs> and I was excited about it. <laughs> I was. I was like, oh, because my friend Chris, who was another intern, uh, he, he works at the Apple store in Uville. We're like, oh, we could like eat lunch together and give each other discounts on like women's like, uh, you know, 40-year-old stretching stuff, gear, yoga, and, and college girls too. But I always say older middle-aged women because I work at a or I work out at a pro aerobics, which is like a, a aerobics gym, and it's all middle-aged women that wear Lululemon. So that's why I said that. Anyway, um, that's how desperate I was for a job. Nothing, zero. And so finally, I'm on vacation with my family. I'm, I'm driving up, and I get a call from a guy, Steve Blacksmith, who runs Young Life College around in, in the Seattle. And he goes, "Hey, Brian, if you're gonna be in Seattle for a year, why don't you?" come on part-time young life staff and work for me. And I was like, what? This was available this whole time? And it was kind of like, no, it wasn't available. But I was just like, yeah, I'll do that. It'd be awesome. I get to stay in Seattle, which I wanted to do. All my friends are here. It's awesome. You guys are here, college students. I love you, Dub students. Go Beavs. Um, I uh, get to stay involved with you men and the staff there as well. And so I was like, wow. I, I, right now, I look back and I go, it was kind of a rough three months because I had no clue. It was kind of like, what's going on? But look back and that, God was really faithful in my life. And um, in that waiting period, God was faithful. Um, so just wait and you'll be, uh, you'll be go. good to go. Thanks for listening, guys. No, it doesn't work like that. Yes, I waited, but it does not work like that. Um, God is faithful. And... I'm going to go into that in a second, but just pray with me for right now. Dear God, thank you for uh, your faithfulness and uh, your strange timing sometimes and the way you work in our lives. And uh, I pray that something I say connects with, uh, with you guys. One thing I, with these, uh, these sins. Uh, so God, thank you for tonight, and uh, I hope your name is blessed. In your name, amen. In your name, amen. 
So, um, I'm going to read a piece of scripture here in a second, um, but I'm going to give you some background. It's 2 Timothy, and in 2 Timothy, uh, Paul is writing a letter to Timothy, and he's in prison. Paul's in prison in Rome, and he's writing a letter to Timothy to say, hey, come, come to me, come visit me, and bring Mark, and bring some other things, he says. Um, but Timothy's having some hard time, he's going through some trials, and, and Paul's encouraging to stay strong and to be persistent and follow, follow God. So, um, it's really, it's a letter. It's a real letter. And unlike like other letters that Paul writes, this one seems very letter-ish to me. I'm going to show you an example of why, why I say that. Um, so he says, this isn't like really scriptural, so it's okay to laugh. Um, he's like, do your best to come, to come to me quickly. Uh, he goes, when you come, bring the cloak I left with Carpus at Troas. Troas? Is that just Troas? Troas. And my scrolls, and especially the parchments. Okay, I'm going to read that again. This is, how, this is how I read it, and this is how I see him sitting in his cell, like, writing this letter, like anyone else will write a letter. Um, hey, do your best to come quickly. Oh, and when you come, bring the cloak I left with uh, Carpus at Troas. Oh, and my scrolls, especially the parchments. Like, it was just like, he's like, oh, you bring this? Like, a text message. He'd be like, hey, Billy, bring my uh, coat and my jacket. I left it. Oh, uh, and my pair of socks. I just, I read that. I was like, that's like a real letter. It seemed real. It wasn't like all, like, biblical. And I like when things in the Bible are, like, real times. Because sometimes it doesn't tra- translate to our day. So, I liked that. I thought it was funny. You guys don't have to think that. It's okay. <laughs> um, so, I'm reading the scripture now. Uh, it's, uh, St. Timothy 2, 8. And, yes. Uh, it says, always remember that Jesus Christ, a descendant of King David, was raised from the dead. This is the good news I preach. And because I preach this good news, I am suffering, and I've been chained like a criminal. But the word of God cannot be chained. So I'm willing to endure anything if it will bring salvation and eternal glory to Christ, Jesus, to those God has chosen. Okay, and then it says this. He says, this is a trustworthy saying. If we die with him, we will also live with him. If we endure hardship, we will reign with him. If we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. 13, again, for emphasis. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. That's the key. Uh, God cannot not be faithful. I can try and be faithful, and I could do a good job even, but I'm still not going to be faithful all the time. God cannot not be faithful. It's, it's like in him to be faithful. Nothing can, can make him not be faithful. And, uh, you know, I, I, God was not faithful to me because I waited through the summer, kind of waited. I was very ants, make up a word, antsily, antsy, antsily waited. <laughs> um, God was not faithful because I, I waited but because God is faithful um, so what does it mean for God to be faithful uh, well I looked up the word uh, on Google and uh, so one of the words that came up consistently was steadfast uh, which means not shakable fixed and unchanging which I think are pretty strong words those are pretty like firm not going to change words uh, loyal was another one and worthy of trust. So faithful, it's faithful, but like not going to change, not going anywhere, sturdy, loyal, 
worthy of trust. And um, so you guys might be thinking, oh, if God's always faithful, I can do whatever I want, right? Like, I can, like, not follow God and do whatever, and God's going to be still faithful, so I'm good. It doesn't really work like that, unfortunately. Uh, we have to follow God. We have to be faithful as well. Um, we're not going to be faithful, but we can try, and we're called to try. Um, in Galatians 5, uh, should have marked it. Um, it's all right. It's on my head. Um, so in Galatians 5, it, it talks about uh, the fruits of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. And we are called to live by the fruit of the Spirit. And uh, the fruits of the Spirit, I, I have a lot of it memorized, but I did write some down. Um, just so you guys weren't like, wow, really impressed. So I wanted to take your bar down. Um, so the fruit of the Spirit, those are love, joy, peace, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Okay? So we are called to be like Christ, to be like the Spirit. And those things, one of them is faithfulness. So if you're thinking, God's faithful all the time, I don't really have to be. I just want to clear that up. That doesn't how, that's not how it works. So we have to be faithful too. Um, so I'm sure there's like at least one of you guys singing that. Don't raise your hand. Put, don't put your hand. That's all right. They were in the back. Um, so what does this mean for us? What does this mean for us? Um, we're all in different places in life. Uh, you know, some of us, it might be suffering with the pain of a, of a family member or a friend. Uh, some of us uh, might have, just have the fear of the unknown. Uh, whether that's a job, like it was for me for a little bit. Or uh, school, what's my major going to be? Uh, end of a relationship. Like, these things are hard. Like, these are, could very well be in the place where you're at. And uh, so what does it mean for us? Well, God calls us to believe as well. Uh, I talked... Uh, the beginning of, or in the middle of fall last year uh, at the inn, and the passage I was given was John 11, which is the story of Lazarus, and just a quick story. That's Mary and Martha and Lazarus are all brothers and sisters. They're good friends of Jesus, and Lazarus is sick, and, and Mary and Martha are like, Jesus, come save Lazarus. He's sick. He's going to die, and Jesus is like, no, I'll wait. I'll wait two days because... He can do what he wants. So he waits two days. And they're like, well, what's going on? You know? And the disciples that Jesus is with is, are like, hey, you should go. Like, why are we waiting? Like, he's sick. He's going to die. And Jesus is like, God, have faith in me. Uh, and so he waits two days. And uh, finally he's like, all right, we're going to go. By the time they get there, Lazarus has been dead for four days already. So, um, so Mary and Martha go up and like, Jesus, where have you been? We called for you. You didn't show up. And Jesus is like, your, your brother has not died. He will be risen again. They're like, yeah, we know. You can raise him when, like, when you go. Like, blah, blah, you'll raise him in the end. But he's like, no. You've got to believe me. And uh, so basically he goes, brings Lazarus out of the, out of, out of the tomb. And no. First he says, He's going to the tomb, and Mary and Martha like, it stinks in there, he's been dead for four days. And Jesus is like, did I not tell you that if you believed, you'd see the glory of God? And then he goes and raises Lazarus. Um, and he waited because, well, there's lots of reasons, but one of the reasons I think he waited was because, because he waited, there are a ton more people that got to see 
Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Got to see the glory of God. Um, I think that's a big reason. And uh, he calls us to believe. He calls us to believe in him. And if we believe, if we have faith, if we trust God, we will see the glory of God. And uh, so what does it mean for us? In the state that you that you are in, uh, maybe you're not. Maybe you don't have any. Uh, maybe you are going, yeah, God's faithful. He's in my life right now. Blah, blah. I'm fine. Woo. Great. But I'm sure there's some place where you're like, God, where are you? God, where are you? Where are you? Where are you what are you doing with this? What are you trying to do with this thing? I don't get it. And that's where we're called to have faith. And uh, um, do we trust he's going to bring us out? And I don't know. Uh, I hope you do. I hope we do. Um, so how do we see God working? Uh, one way my family does it is we have a prayer book we've had since I was really young. And it's really funny to look back. We will write in it like once or twice a year when our whole family is together. We've got a younger brother who's uh, a senior at Linfield College. Uh, older sister who's 26 and married. Um, so we don't get, we get together like Christmas and like holidays, but not... You know, not a ton. So um, it's funny to look back because anyway, we'll write we'll write prayer requests for what's going on in our life, and we'll go back and say yes, no, maybe not yet to whether our prayers have been answered. Uh, so it's kind of cool. I look back when I was like really young, and I was like, I pray for candy, and uh, um, I have soft teeth, so I get cavities, but I've been good lately. It's exciting once you're not on your parents' insurance anymore, okay? Um, so, uh, so one thing, this is, this is kind of funny. So throughout my more adult age, since like high school, I'd always put like the person that I was like dating in the, in the book, like, you know, oh, I hope that like this like works out or like this, like, you know, whatever. And last year, I think at one point my sister goes, I was saying something, she goes, are you sure you want to put that in? And I was like, yeah, what are you talking about? She's like, well, you've put it in every time, and it hasn't exactly worked out. <laughs> and I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I was like, maybe, maybe it is like a jinx. Like, was, as long as I put them in the prayer book, it's not going to happen. And then I was like, that's ridiculous. Um, so anyway, uh, so <laughs> yeah, I lost my train of thought. Um, so. Oh, it's easy for my sister to say that, by the way, because she dated one guy and got married, okay? So, and she was like a senior in college, so, of course she only put one guy and it worked out. Not a, no jinx, stupid. Anyway, the point of it is, when we look, when we go in and, and go through the prayer book, we look back. And when we look back, we see, oh, wow, God was, God did answer that prayer. Or, maybe it's, maybe it's a not yet. And then we go back the next time, it's maybe been a year, and we go, oh, God didn't answer it then, but he sure has it by now. And it's funny to look back at it because a lot of the times we'll pray for something specific and it won't be answered. But when we look back, we go, wow, that wasn't answered. But it was. Uh, because we, we, you just look back and you go, if that would have been answered, that would not have been good. Like Courtney Santoro, uh, only, only one person here knows who that is. But I dated her when I was in high school and she was... Not someone I probably should have been dating. And I'm, pr- I'm sure I put her in the book. But if, if, if that had worked out, I'd be in bad shape right now. I'm just saying that. Like, she probably was not the best girl for me to be dating. 
So it's like, was that answered? No, but was it actually, did God know what was going on? Yeah. Was God faithful through that? Yeah. And so I think it's really important for us to, to see where we're going and to be looking ahead. But at the same time, it's very valuable for us to look back and see what God's done in our life. Uh, it's hard to be in, in, in one where we are right now and say, God is so faithful right now. Look at all this is coming in. But there's times that's not happening. And we're going, God, where are you? What are you doing? You might not think he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna come through, but if we look back and see that God has consistently been in our life when we call to him, and he's consistently answered prayers, or not answered prayers, but it's, it's worked out for the best, and you think, God's been faithful. And that's, that's hard, because we want to know now. We want to know what God's doing right now in our life. We want to say, God, you're doing this, and this is the purpose for it, and I get it. But that is not how it works. God... God does things for a purpose. I know that. But there's a lot, of, a lot of time we go, why? What is the purpose for this? And it takes a while. And that's when you go and you look back. And I, I, I kind of use this roller coaster. Uh, like when you're up at the top, you kind of go, yeah. Or, sorry, not yeah. You go, yeah. Look back and go, God, I was totally faithful. But when you're at the bottom of the roller coaster, you're going, God, what are you doing? What are you doing in my life right now? And, and I think it's, I think it's important because when you're on that, that part, you know, it's in the middle where you can look forward and go in the middle where you look back and go, God was faithful, right? But you're also looking forward going, God, what are you doing? But it's a balance of, of knowing that God's faithful and ask, also asking him, God, what are you doing? Because I think that's okay. I think that's perfectly okay to ask God. What are you doing? That's not necessarily a lack of faith, but it's more asking him to show up, right? And that's okay. Um, God's continuous, unconditional, perfect faithfulness uh, isn't like an anti-hard times. We know God's faithful, but it doesn't mean like things are going to be groovy all the time. I don't know I said groovy. It doesn't, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean that nothing bad is going to happen. It doesn't mean you're not going to go through hard times at all. Um, it just means he'll continuously, continuously show up. And we have to believe that. In John 11, if you believe, you'll see the glory of God. In Galatians 5, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Part of that is faithfulness. Do we, do we have faith in God? We know God's going to be faithful, right? If, if we are unfaithful... He remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. We can't always be faithful. We know that. But the one thing we do know about God and who God is, is that he cannot not be faithful. And he will always be faithful to you and to me. And that's where we need to put, to put our foot and to know what we stand on. It's that God's a faithful God consistently. Um, and he'll show up. It might take a while, and it might take looking back to see it, but he'll show up. Let's pray. Dear God, uh, I thank you for your faithfulness. And uh, the time when we have to look back and to see what you've done in our life, and uh, to see what you've, to see you've shown up, and even the times we don't think you're going to, or we're wondering what, what you're going to do. I thank you for, for, uh, for showing up. And we know you will. 
uh, continuously do that. Uh, I pray for the rest of the summer uh, that we continue to pursue you and trust that you're going to come through for us as well. And uh, enter the school year um, with a, a fire and a passion for you and pursuing you and, and spreading your love to our friends. Uh, so thank you for this time tonight and uh, pray for the rest of the summer and start of the school year. In your name we pray. Amen.